0: What a- beautiful-
1: Hey committee welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Lech dog and I am joined by the man in the mirror, Patch. Patch, how are you?
0: I'm good, Lech dog I am good. How are you, my wonderful friend?
1: I'm alright, mate. I uh, I come with a, a bit of mixed emotions. Obviously, the Blues won by a shitload on the weekend. Quite a large uh, number. It was a large number. Still not 100% convinced by the performance, but we will take it. I'm still mad I missed their last 100-point win, by the way, against Gold Coast, Gold Coast first ever game, and I had a new job and they didn't let me take it off. Anyway, how are you, Patch?
0: I'm well, I'm well. Um, yeah, getting tired, getting busy, but uh, I finally had a good Supercoach score on the weekend for the first time this year, so I'm well delighted done. with that. Um, well done. Fi- finally, it makes me feel like I'm not a complete idiot uh, <laughs> with that big that big two three six one next to my name.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a, a pretty good performance, Patch. I was about seventy points behind you, but I'll I'll take that. Given people, I was getting projected twenty six hundred at one point. Uh, I'll take what I can get because it was yeah. Let's not let's not play. get
0: caught up on the projections. I know Clarky was projected to go two thousand six hundred and something at one point and mm. didn't finish with that. Um, a lot of people were coming home with a wet sail with Nick Dakos with the captaincy and it's gone.
1: Um, <laughs> and it's gone. And it's gone. Uh, speaking of. <laughs> So, uh mixed emotions, <laughs> segue, Patch. It. Yeah, what a segue. So, we thought we'd tell you and let the community know that uh, this will be our last season of doing Jock Reynolds Supercoach content. Uh, Patch, I'll I will be running through to the end of the year doing the podcast in some description and the cheat sheets. You will be doing something slightly different.
0: Yes, I don't trust hostel Wi-Fi and/or different time zones because I'll be spending a, a couple of months overseas doing some travel that I was planning to do in 2020, and then can't remember what happened. There was something that came up. Um, I don't recall.
1: J Rail was a pretty big part of yeah. J Rail just
0: kind of took took a lot of my time up, and I thought I'd stay back and uh, and do a bit of that. So yeah, it's finally um, finally happening, and I'll be gallivanting around Europe for a little while. Um, and it's just kind of you know got to the stage where I, I probably won't be back in time to do much of the season. I'll time it to come back for Essendon's finals run, where we'll lose by 150 points in our finals appearance. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of you know running out of time to do the rest of the season. And you know, as we've spoken a bit about, like it's it's been a long time. We've been doing this a long while.
1: Yes, quite a we long have. while. So I should say we're just speaking of ourselves right now. We don't know what the future holds for the rest of the uh, wonderful content creators and really good friends that we have on the website. We're not speaking on behalf, we're just speaking on ours. But, Pat, yeah, I, I decided pretty much on Jan 1 this year that it would be my last year. I just, it, it's an interesting one where something that's been a hobby for a long time and an excuse to, uh, you know, speak to friends and a reason to speak to friends, which is a good thing to do. It's just become too much where the the amount of work and output required for the enjoyment I'm getting back isn't meeting that uh, threshold. I also want to be able to talk to my friends without having to like have a camera on or a microphone on. And I just want to kind of enjoy my friendships and not feel like my hobby needs to be seen by 10,000 people or whatever it is. But Having said that, I'm sure we'll continue doing something together, Perch.
0: Yes, we've spoken a bit about it. I know you've said the last couple of years, like three years in a row, I think it's been like, this is my last year, I'm not doing it anymore after this. And then it comes around to like trade trade week and free agency and draft and you get really mad about everything and it just fires you up for long enough for you to commit to doing it for the next year. And then <laughs> yes. you kind of just kind of, we get, oh, okay, maybe this is the last year. Um, but no, this really does kind of feel like the the closure of you know our, our time on Drockinos, but we have spoken about doing lots of fun other silly things, uh, which I suspect will will crop up in the future. But who knows when, how, or in what form? Um, and yeah, we obviously haven't decided what is happening with the website because that's a, a decision for all of us in the inner sanctum, um, and we'll we'll figure that out throughout the season, I guess. Um,
1: yeah. And, do, yeah. and, like, it's been awesome. We've made some of our best friends of the whole world. We love all the community members. We love the commenters. We love pretty much every part of it except actually making it and doing it and having and we, to do we, it every week in and week out.
0: Yeah, and doing it because we neither of us want to do it to a bad standard either. Exactly. Um, we well, don't know, we don't you could argue
1: that we've been doing it to a bad standard for the last six or seven years, but yeah, well, we, yes, defi- we, 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 we definitely it, can sink lower.
0: We we could sink so much lower, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, So we thought, yeah, it's just kind of just kind of time, and it has been incredible. There are people that have been commenting on that on the website for for fifteen years or something. Like people something been crazy around like it like for that. so yep. long. Like you and I have been involved with the website for probably, you know, I'm nearly um, at ten years. You would be more must than be that. ten years. Yeah, I've been um, doing
1: video slash audio since uh 2015 and i was for a while there i was paid to run the website and run the comments and stuff and like it was my first job it's actually the reason i have a career is because of this website like it's a big part of our lives so we're not taking it lightly we don't know what's going to happen to it there are still plenty of awesome contributors involved and um we'll sort of see where it lies but we're just letting you know now community we don't just one day not be here we're just giving you some time to be aware of it
0: yeah so i'll I'll be around for another couple of weeks Before I, I jet off, and yeah, like you will steer things home throughout the rest of the year, but that's that's where we're at, community. So we will, yeah, yeah,
1: that's where we'll we're see, at. And like, we'll probably lies. still play Super Coach, and we will probably still do stuff together, but it just won't be every week, and it won't be yeah. this. So okay. anyway, it's been awesome. It's not sad or anything. We just wanted to let you all know now before patch Gallivants into uh, the rest of the planet. Let's talk, Super Coach. Though, while we are here, my friend,
0: while we're here, while there's still some gas left in the tank, um, <laughs> I'm still buzzing from that Tom Hawkins 184 on the weekend. That's Mwah. huge. Oh, God, it was. That it was, really
1: separated you from the animals this week. It did. It
0: really did pull me out. Uh, which was the weird, perverse thing where after I'd realised Essendon had lost the game, which was about six minutes into the first quarter on Sunday. I was then rooting for Tom Hawkins to kick as many goals as possible and mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of rooting. I did I did a lot of rooting. Like sure sex is great, but have you ever watched Tom Hawkins kick nine when he's in your supercoach side? It's, that's true I have was, not.
1: Good. I have not. Uh I thought I had the upper hand on you. Um upper upper hand? Upper arm? Upper hand yeah, up, upper hand.
0: Yeah that's the, same. Is that the, that's word? the words. <laughs> They're the words <laughs>
1: I, I got Rowan Marshall's VC from the uh, first game of the round, which is a big no-no, but I did do it. You did. And I was like, oh, I, am, it. I am in for a huge game a week. And I did okay, but no, nothing like mm. you. nothing. Well,
0: I, I also VC'd uh, Rowan Marshall. Shout out to Craig, good friend of the website, for convincing me to do it by messaging a group chat at, at 7.06 or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever, sure.
1: Um, but you but didn't yeah, it take great. it?
0: No, I, I did take it. I absolutely took it.
1: Oh, oh sorry. I for some reason my head Hawkins hundred and eighty. It was Captain's score, of course. No, it would no, have been 360. God, I wish.
0: No, <laughs> I I wasn't turning that a one fifty nine from Rowan Marshall to just have a have a punt on Tom Hawkins. I thought he'd go big. Didn't think it'd be hundred and eighty four. But anyway, um, anyway, should but- should we be trading Tom Hawkins into your side? No, probably not.
1: Um, uh, I who, think the time who, to trade him was two weeks ago. Um, I, thought, but I think he's probably not worth trading in
0: now. No. No, it was four weeks ago, just before the Hawthorne game, when he was 420K. we? Wow. Um, and then he uh, yeah, went 151, 91 184 in the last three weeks, which is lots of big numbers.
1: It's probably disappointing for some coaches this week. The rookies were better this week, but Seamus Mitchell and Sam Sturt, who were the two probably only bubble options we had last week. Both got subbed out. That doesn't bode terribly well moving forward, so we might need to find some options to fix. I reckon, Patch, we just go through all the rookies, talk about if we're still holding or if we're trading, and while you get that up on your screen, I will start. I'm going by owned percentage Will Ashcroft is an obvious hold for coaches out there. Hundred and three kicked the goal of the year. Give him the car now. Break even of thirty two. He's an easy hold.
0: Yep, I think as a general, if they're playing football, you probably hold him at this stage.
1: I skipped Harry Sheezel. I forgot he was a rookie. Well, he's hey, not. is he a Harry rookie? Sh- <laughs> Harry Sheezel. He, uh, he is. He is. Had a break even of, of ninety nine beat it, went up in price, scored 107, averaging 103, break-even's now 93. I think his scoring does slow down, but you hold him as well.
0: Yeah, well, I think, yeah, like his scoring will go down. He'll lose cash at some point, but we hold him to the buys at the very earliest. If you've already traded him, what are you, I say, with two slices of bread on either side of your head and you say an idiot sandwich? Um, we just I we hold hope him.
1: I didn't yeah. tell anyone to trade him out. I really hope that.
0: Yeah. Um, God, I hope so. Um, but yeah, you you hold him still. Sixty percent of sides have Charlie Constable in the in their mix, and you yeah. thought with Cook Miller going down, maybe maybe he could have come in and done the, the midfield pig thing where he just gets lots of the ball. But no, nah, no designated
1: didn't. loophole as someone who well, I now have one zero in my team. I don't like to see that. But anyway, that's okay. Everyone, Owen Davy, I'm happy to trade him if he's not named this week. If he is named this week. Break even of thirty two. You hold him, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, you hold him. He's still got plenty of cash to make. He only needs one jack out of the box game where he kicks kind of three or four and he, he he's back on the the cash generating bandwagon. Um yeah, you you hold him at this stage. He's a chance to be named the sub, which would suck. But again, even if he is, I'd I'd hold him because he, he might have a, a game where he comes on, scores twelve, and then we'll kind of roll back up in price slowly. He's not gonna lose much from two eleven K. Yeah.
1: For sure. Seamus Mitchell is the twelfth highest owned player. Obviously everyone's gonna hold him at hundred and seventy six K break even negative nineteen was subbed out. I'm not sure if that was a tactical decision or an injury, to be honest with you, but Well,
0: pa- apparently it was Jack Scrimshaw's first game back, and they play kind oh. of similar roles, which I'm concerned by. I Still I am do. a little I... bit a little bit worried, but uh I think
1: that That's there's... fair.
0: There's, There's going to be way slub. better
1: trade-out options though, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you've got um, above them, you've got Ruben Jimby, still in 46% of side, scored 39 on the weekend, which is not great. He's averaging 50.7 from his last three, which is not a lot. Um, but he probably, would you be holding Jimby or would you be getting rid of him with a break even of 61?
1: I would be, bro, he's averaging 65, he had 39 on the weekend, Break even 61, he's an easy upgrade. There's quite a few defenders are, are affordable this week, and I think he's the logical one to go out for them. I said in, in the cheat sheet as well, by the way, we've got a different order of percentage because he's well below James Mitchell on my screen. Uh, Connor McKenna as well, he's in 44% of teams still. I said in the cheat sheet you could check, trade him if you were upgrading, but I did put the caveat that he still has cash to make, which he showed on the weekend with his score of 70. Break even now forty eight, averaging seventy one. He's a comfortable hold. If you are sitting him at sort of D6, but if you have the option to upgrade, he's not like a make or break. Absolutely have to keep him in my team sort of player.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he's it's kind of a horse for courses a little bit on that front, but um yeah, it's um yeah, you certainly can hold him if needed.
1: Yeah, made one hundred and forty k. So has his teammate Darcy Wilmot Patch. Ooh. Darcy Wilmot in forty point seven percent of teams has a break even of forty eight after a sixty three on the weekend. He's sort of borderline as well. He's he's basically exactly the same position, same situation as Connor McKenna with a lower ceiling, a lower floor, and a lower ceiling, and he's got DPP. So yeah, what what do you make of Wilmot?
0: Um, at this stage, my plan next week is to trade McKenna and Wilmot to that final to fill that final defensive spot I've got in my back line. And I suspect a lot of other people might be in the same boat where they'll be looking to get rid of both of them potentially next week. They certainly don't have to go this week. If you need someone to upgrade, sure, sure, they'll do the job. But I suspect people will have lots of other players around um, that maybe aren't playing or um, maybe in a, a better boat to trade out, but if you need to go up to someone to get in one of these trading options we're going to talk about shortly, then I suspect that that's fine. That's that's fine.
1: let's this isn't a rookie, but let's talk with Jacob Hopper, scored seventy one on the weekends, one of the most going to be one of the most traded out players this week. Break even of ninety average of ninety. Scores for the year, 67-119, 75-115, 94-71. So a bit all over the place. Does average 80 against West Coast. What are you thinking with a Jacob Hopper?
0: I think Hopper, I mean, you've got to ask yourself kind of why you started Jacob Hopper. What's he in your side for? What is he doing? And likewise, this, this conversation applies to Will Setterfield as well in a little bit, um, where, you know, they're they're both mid-prices. They're both, you know, for a lot of people, designed to get them to the buy. Um, where, you know, you've got somebody on field who's averaging 90 instead of a rookie like a Darcy Wilmot who's averaging, you know, 60. Um, So you get those extra points, you get a bit more cash, um, and this is the point where both of them have made the cash they're going to make, and they're just going to fluctuate a little bit. They'll go a little bit up, a little bit down, and Hopper especially has, you know, we ne- never thought he'd be averaging, you know, scoring 90 and then 91 and then 89 and then, you know, 96 and banging like yeah, on that money. He's, you know, 67, 119, 75, 115, 94, 71. West Coast this week could go quite big. A lot of players have um, towed them up a little bit in recent weeks. Geelong, Essendon, Port Adelaide to come. Um, I would think he'd probably hold Hopper. Hopper's got that pretty consistent role. He's doing what we thought he would do. Um, I, I'd be looking to hold him. Um, Setterfield, I'm a bit more concerned about. Hobbs, in the side this week, pushed Setterfield more out to a wing and half forward, and we've seen him play wing before. You're very familiar with that, like, with him mm-hmm. at Carlton. Uh, not a role I'd consider conducive to scoring large numbers of supercoach points.
1: No, and he, yeah, and with a break in of 117, he's now... Yeah, he's now on the downward trend. 117 is a painful break even. Even if he comes out and sort of scores a 90, I think he's going to start to dip in price. Now, projections are are meaningless. We know that. But Hopper is still projected to continue making cash, whereas Cedarfield is projected to dip and then flatten. That's enough of an indicator to me that he's probably worth trading out. Of the two, I'm holding Hopper over Cedarfield.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm trading Catterfield out this week. Um, I'd be holding Hopper if I had him, but by the same token, um, if you're trading him to get to a Clayton Oliver or to get to a, a Jordan Dawson or someone, and it's the only way to do it, fine. You're probably making up that you know that thirty point gap, that twenty point gap um, between them. Sure, um, but I'd yeah. I'd probably be holding if possible, and then using doing that jump towards the buys because you'll get a bigger jump from going from a, a Matthias Philippou to a Jack Steele, for example, than you would from going from a Jacob Hopper to a, a Jordan Dawson.
1: Yeah, points on field. Uh, we haven't really, and this isn't going to be the podcast we do talk about it, but it's just worth starting to consider when you're looking at upgrade targets, just start to consider the buy-arounds. I went through my team. I initially had a buy round structure target upgrade thing at the start of the year and i scrapped that and i looked at my team and i'm looking at i'm going yeah a lot of these guys i got the same buy so it's just worth keep noting in the back of your head we might do a bit more in-depth analysis of that next week let's continue with our rookies buy and sell thing as well
0: yeah so i we've established that we both have different lists somehow um but Matas Philippu is on my list with 40% of sides. He scored 20 on the weekend and scored 26 the week before, 39 the week before. Uh, he has got to go uh, with a break-even of 84 and a 1% chance of hitting it.
1: Yeah, he has to go. He has to go. Uh, easy trade, easy trade. Out. Hasn't made that much cash, which is annoying, but needs to go. So the poo is a trade for me. We skipped a couple there, Patch. Let's talk Fergus Green and Oscar Baker, who were both in about sixty-five 000 to 70,000 teams each. Fergus Green, 28 and injured on the... Well, I think he's injured. He ran headfirst into the goalpost from memory it, or something yeah, like that? That. That, was,
0: that was the still frame I saw, which was the only bit of that game that I caught um, was Fergus Green headbutting a goalpost, about summed up what the scorecard indicated.
1: Yeah, so break even 57. If he plays, he can certainly hit it, but it's that kind of age old rule. Break even is higher than the average.
0: Yeah, I, I think he'd be someone that could bounce back. Um, but again, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Um, I'd be perfectly happy holding him if you've got other priorities, but he can if also. You, you don't him
1: want him on field, but I think if you have him on the bench, you're perfectly happy to sit him there. Yep. I think, yeah, definitely not someone you want on field. If you got him on field, you need to got some other problems to sort out. Oscar Baker patch break even twenty eight, averaging sixty. scored sixty nine points, nice <laughs> on the weekend. Thanks, Elon. Is he? Uh, he's a hold, surely.
0: Yep, he'd hold, uh, Mister Baker.
1: Lucky Cash Cowan didn't play on the weekend. He was managed. I expect him to play a couple of games yeah. in the VFL. I think he's. I mean, I'm I have him as my only loophole player right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's definitely really smart. Can, well done.
1: You can definitely trade him if you want, but you can also use him as a loophole. I don't expect him to come back anytime soon.
0: Yeah, uh, is there a, is he a risk of coming in as the sub? Do you reckon? I don't.
1: I I don't see them using him as a sub, especially when they've got like Chinkotta, Saad, Doherty, Kemp. McGovern, Young, Weedering, all in that team. I just don't see them. I don't see why they would use a Lockie Cowan as a sub.
0: Do they use him as a dom.
1: As a as a dom. As a dom. That's, uh, I see what you're doing here. Yes, yes, very good. There we go. Very clever. Yes, Maddie Roberts don't... is uh, <laughs> no, oh. <laughs>
0: no, we're not. We're not going we down that track to. anymore. We don't need Matty to. Maddie Roberts is injured. You should trade him if you own him. Uh, well, but also you can keep him as a loop. It, it doesn't matter. He hasn't made much cash, but he won't be back. He's for one a long, long time.
1: Yeah, he's one I'd be using as a loop just because the pain of trading him straight back out is is too much to bear.
0: Yep, very much so. Uh, K. Chandler, I always use would be a loop. Boy, I wish I'd traded mm-hmm. K. Chandler in. That, mm-hmm. that would have been that would have been fun. Um,
1: Averaging eighty, scored yep. one hundred and four, and his break even is zero.
0: Yep. And he's playing a lot at the MCG, in which at which he averages like 90 or something. Um, mm. Absurd. Absurd.
1: Yeah, obvious hold. He's a field. You can field him. You, you now Fielding. can swing a shizzle into defense or upgrade around him, but he's an, a very seriously an on-field option, and I wish that I had him
0: on my team. So do I. So do I.
1: Nick Madden, loophole, don't need to talk about him. Jacob Van Arroyan is in 25, 26% of teams. Squad 33 in the weekend. Break even is still 21. So if he's playing, you can hold him on the bench and he's going to generate some cash for you. However, I'm not sure how secure he is in that lineup.
0: No, I think he's a, yeah, he's a, I think they give him a decent crack, but, you know, give him two or three bad games in a row or or games where he kind of falls out, then that's um, a worry, sub-risk as well, that, you know, if he he doesn't quite get going, they sub him out. Uh, Not much we can do. He's in a lot of teams now. If he's in your team, you probably keep him in your team um, until further notice. But yeah, it's, anyway, he's got a break in at 21, he'll make more cash for another week at least. Kick that can down the road, baby.
1: Sarva And the good news is that it appears his trend of outscoring my R2 has ended, uh, which is quite nice for the moment. He is has a break-even of 65 now. He's averaging 61 for the year. It's an interesting one, right, because he's a playing warm body. If you trade him... It's either going to be to like someone like a Brin Teagle whose job security do- is not nearly as high as Savaradigle is, or you're trading him a, to a zero probably. So yeah, un-
0: unless you've somehow got him forward with Madden as a as your floating donut, but even then you then you don't have rut cover unless you're trading in Brin Teagle. Like, g- good luck. I mean, what's
1: the pl- like? Is he one that we? Because I'm desperate for his cash because he's 320 grand now. But is he one that we hold for another few weeks? Uh, when, when are the next rounds of DPPs in? They're a couple few weeks away. What if Max Gorn is suddenly a forward ruck available player in round 12? And I will be trading holding Max a Gorn into my side. long. Well, yes. And, and have, if you're desperate like me for ruck cover, because I don't believe in having uh, no cover on the bench, do you just sit on hold radically, eat some, price losses and go, well, maybe Max Gorn will be available, or maybe I can't think of another Ruckman who might be available, maybe Brody Grundy's available as a forward instead. That...
0: Yeah, yeah, I would be, I'm holding Asava at this stage. Um, I reckon there's an argument to be had for, even if you're trading in, like trading Tickle in, there's still an argument to have Asava forward. Just swing him forward and, and hold him there, because he's he's good for cover, he's kinda of, I'm not gonna say he's reliable, but he's capable of popping out, you know, an, an eighty to you know, eighty or a seventy to to provide decent cover if needed. He's capable of then having that price rise again. Um, you know, played Essendon on the weekend, didn't see um a lot of contests back there where it was it was very easy flowing football. It wasn't contested marks, intercept marks, back and forward. Um so I I don't know. I don't, I, mm. I'm holding at this stage, but if you desperately need the cash, I'm not going to begrudge you, but if you're trading him out, you'd, you'd be going to Tickle. And I think, do we talk about Bryn Tickle now or do we wait for No, nah,
1: let's talk about him in a, in a little bit. Um, All right. I'm just looking through the rucks now while we're on this. Ruck forwards. Available ruck forwards. Luke Jackson, Jeremy Finlayson, Asava Radigale. This is an order of total points. Samson Ryan, Andrew Phillips, and are currently playing. Ivan... Ivan Soldo, Max Ramsden, and Callum Coleman Jones. So, who uh, is he? The one that snapped his leg in half on the weekend?
0: No, Coleman. Coleman. Oh, I don't know what Coleman Jones has done.
1: So I'm actually now more. I, I'm actually completely in your camp that yeah, you're, you hold him either way in forward or in the ruck line. Yep, I'm with you. Yep, Chester is uh, injured. Yeah, Chester's injured.
0: Um, Ollie Hollands is, I don't know, he's still kicking around. He's still scoring some points. Um, you could trade him out. You could hold him uh, with a break even. 43. You probably hold. You keep going. You probably have other issues. Um, will I Phillips think you hold
1: him some... till he gets rested because
0: they are going to rest him at some stage. They will. Yeah, they'll give him a spell at some point. Um, did Will Phillips play on the weekend? No, he didn't. He was dropped.
1: No, he um... was dropped, so you can trade him. Yep. If he, if um, he's brought back into the team in the best 22, you play him, obviously, and you hold him. But if he's named as sub or not named at all, I think you trade him.
0: Yeah, and there's the real risk that he'll probably be in the emergencies because he's next cab off the rank, and you just don't know if that's him as the sub or if they have like a Daniel Howe as the sub or it's just really up in the air at North Melbourne. I, I don't know. I think I, based on what Clarko was saying at the press conference at the weekend, I think they start bringing more kids in. They've kind of – he was talking about weathering the storm early on in the season and and being worried about them getting blown out of the water. And it turns out they're getting blown out of the water anyway. And Mm. they were the sixth most um, experienced side on the weekend or something, sixth or seventh, which is galling, to be honest. They had more
1: experience or or the exact same experience as their opponents, Melbourne. It's fair. And I know a couple of players bumped that up, but – geez, it's a worry.
0: Oh, it's not good. It's, and they, they'll they have to start making changes at some point. And
1: yeah.
0: yeah, I think Phillips will be a beneficiary of that. You'd play it by year based on team selections. Um, but if he's yep. named on the field, I'd be holding him. Uh, Setterfield, we've spoken about. Cam McKenzie, you probably trade. He was, was he, he missed this weekend?
1: He missed. He was dropped and break up 78. So he's a trade if you still have him. Yep. Noah Long currently injured. If he comes back, expected to be available around nine and ten. So uh, I feel like that's a little while away. So you can trade yeah, him only a couple if you of do. I yeah. Uh, he's another one you could loophole him till he's available. He probably comes back at some stage. He will make a little bit more cash, but I think he's generally his cash gen's done.
0: Yep. Um, if you've got Samson Ryan and also Asava Radigalea and you're looping them, can you get rid of Asava because Samson Absolutely. Ryan? Absolutely. Doing brilliantly. Break even negative ten. Uh, scored seventy one on the weekend, off an eighty two the week before. West Coast this week, who have been bleeding points to Rux. Good, good lad. Well done.
1: Yeah, no, he's been he's been really good. I think Demo recommended him when he was on the bubble, and, and I think I laughed at him. Liam Jones, break even sixty eight, averaging fifty six. It's time to go, Liam, if you still have him. Finn, Call- Finn Callihan, who's, I not someone I thought we'd mentioned on this podcast, didn't even know he was still playing, scored 88, and there's a break over 22. He's making cash.
0: <laughs> well done. Well done, Finn. He's 72, 77, 88 in his last couple. He's he's trucking along well. Good to see. I think well we done, young lad.
1: Just about wrap this up. Maddie Johnson, he's going to get suspended apparently. If he is, Patch, uh, do you trade him? Do you hold him? I don't think... It feels like he's gonna miss for a while based on the reports. Apparently he murdered someone.
0: Yeah, well it was Dane Zorko, so if anything they uh, they, yeah. they should pat him they, on the back. They do downgrade
1: uh, Dane Zorko injuries. Um
0: so it's hard hard to tell. No, so I I don't don't wish to speak ill of Dane Zorko. I'm sure he's a lovely man.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, a couple yeah. other names that I have on my list. Luke Pedler Hold scored seventy. Break even the thirty-seven. Liam Stocker yeah. scored sixty-nine. Nice, averaging seventy-one. Break even sixty-six. He's borderline. He's getting ready to go, but yeah,
0: yep, um, yeah. Judd McV can probably stand another week if he's still in the side. Um, ben King,
1: hold, hold, hold a hold, Buy, buy, buy. no, do not buy, do not buy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and oh, I think that wraps
1: stance. the rookies patch.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Our, if you've got our favorite
1: that? model of podcast reading lists and saying trade or hold
0: i hope you've enjoyed it uh they they no wonder we're giving it up it's it's getting stale and boring
1: <laughs> you may be asking patch who do we trade all these players to well Leckdog, dog who do we
0: trade all these players to
1: well there's a couple of rookies this week the first being alex chincotta or Sin Cotter, or Sin Chotter. I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, scored 88 in the weekend. break-even minus 97 is in a team with already six other, seven other defenders, so he seems like he's going to have a decent run at it. Break-even, as I said, minus ne- negative 97. He's going to make a hell... It's worth the trade-in just for A, mid-defence flex at 100k, but B, just the cash he's going to make this week.
0: Yeah. And also, just as an aside, is Alex Chincotta the most Carlton name to have ever Carltoned? Yes. It's getting there. Like, it's If just... his
1: name was Silfati, Silvani Chincotta, then yes, the answer would be yes. Sorry.
0: The obvious exclusion being all of the Silvanis. Um, yeah. who are the well, in that case, Carlton. yes. Uh, but outside of that, he's got Alex. For, Alex
1: Fasolo had a decent Carlton name. Too bad he oh. uh, broke his arm and then never played for us. Well, he might have played a couple of games, but.
0: At least for Solo is a good one. It's a deep cut.
1: So, yeah, um, Chid is well, the number well. one trade in.
0: Uh, number two trade in, Bryn Tikal. This, it scares me. It scares me. because It's just... It intrigues it's not me. The name I was he's, thinking. He's, well, I like it. Well, he's been given the number one rock mantle at port, and they've told Lysette to go suck a lemon, which he's currently doing in the sandfall and not doing well from at least the first week. He did quite poorly. In the Sandfall, and then he got a corky this week, according to my sources, Um being Tyler telling me in the office, uh, good friend <laughs> of the pod. Um So I don't know. Maybe that means that Tickle gets a run at it, but I, again, we're at the whims of Ken Hinckley, and that they're not. We, I don't like to be at the whims of things. Um, no, if, if I can, that's avoid my least
1: it. favorite place to be at the whims. Um, so I don't, yeah. What, what are
0: your thoughts on Break even of negative 32, ruck only $198,000, which is a, a weird, elevated, annoying price. Yeah. I
1: think his I think his price is a bit prohibitive for me for 198K for an, a guy that has to be R3. And if he's R2, may God have mercy on your soul. It's what are you doing? What are you bloody
0: yeah.
1: doing? No, look, I don't love it. I don't love it. Having said that, we may not have another bubble ruck this year. So <laughs> it's, it's a really tough one.
0: It is. I mean, the only other way we'd get one is if uh, Jared Witz goes down and Ned Moyle gets a decent crack at it, which I hope doesn't happen because no one wants
1: injuries. No one wants, but so. it's
0: just, oh, it just it scares, it scares me a bit much. And... The other thing that I'd heard this week floating around of of concepts is Brody Grundy is about to lose quite a lot of cash and is a lot of people's R2. Could you trade Brody Grundy down to to bring Teekel and make yourself 300-odd K? Yeah. What's the
1: play, though? You you don't lose Grundy's cash and you gain Teekel's cash. You lose, let's call it, 40 points on the field, 30 points on the field. Yep. What's, what's the play? Uh, I know what the play is this week. It's, I immediately get the best any player I want in the game. What's the play next week?
0: Well, I mean, if you can get, if you can do it to get Grundy, uh, turn Grundy into, say, so you go Philippu up, up, McKenna up, and you get, say, a Jack Steele and you get a, someone in the back line, and we'll, we'll talk about the trading options a bit sooner. If you can go to two bottomed out primos from one bottoming out primo, while also bring in like a cash generation, I, maybe, I don't know, maybe you'd, you'd, if you've got a Saver on the bench, you can then just swing between them and decide which one you want to play each week. I wouldn't be mm. doing it if you only had Madden on the bench, that would scare the pants off me, but I don't know. It's just something for people to think about. And for, I don't know, maybe someone is braver than I am and wants to do it, but it's, I don't know. I just thought I'd throw it out there as, I'd seen it somewhere to come across my brain somewhere across across the, the filing desk that is my brain in a, in one of the seventeen thousand in trays that
1: I'm I might almost rather get like a Samson Ryan in <laughs> or something. <laughs> um sixty gram more. It's a bit yucky, but that almost feels like more of a solid move. I I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I just thought I would throw it out there and see how you go. There's a lot of cash to be made there. You could do a lot of things with a lot of cash if you have got yeah the boost space. I don't know. It's a bit of a bit of a bit of Bruin maneuver to it as well. And that Grundy's about yeah. to drop a lot of cash. Maybe yeah. if he gets DPP, maybe you trade Tickle to, to Grundy back. And you you know when Grundy's lost 150k and Tickle's gained 100.
1: That is definitely a thought you've had. Sam Stonks. Simpson's the other one that's going to be one of the most popular trade-ins. Our mail from the Foz man himself is that he's probably only got a couple weeks left in him. I've heard some other chatter that the Tyson Stengel injuries may be a little worse than anticipated. So I'm not a rumor monger. Just take those pieces of information what you can. Let's look at what we do know. $166,100 mid-forward swing, break-even negative 43. Projected to go up 50 grand this week, which would put him at 210K-ish. Patch, is he in your plans?
0: Uh, No, I'm kind of worried about the Stengel return and kind of worried that Geelong are quite good at cycling through. Like, he, he could well be replaced by Tanner Bruun just after a, a poor game. It's They're the reigning premiers. They're flying. You, have to, you don't have to do much to, to miss out from that side. Um, and the scoring potential is not – I know he's been a, a gun at VFL level scoring-wise, but he's not probably going to get that role at – AFL level, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, my my tail's tingling on it. I, I don't quite love Sam Simpson, um, but in the absence of literally anyone else, I, he might have to do. Um, I'm just worried that he ends up as yet another donut on my donut ridden mm-hmm. bench. Uh, Ryan Angwin is also on the bubble this week. The GWS winger breakout of negative thirty three. He has scored in his two games sixty two and forty two. And I'm worried that Ryan Angwin could cause people some Ryan anguish in the future. Please laugh. <laughs> Please, I, I need this. Please clap.
1: Yeah, he's he's a player. He's a player who's, if selected, you will get at least one price rise out of. There's a couple other subble players patched I just want to quickly mention. Mitch Nevitt is on the subble. He's played two games, scored 46 on the weekend, break-even of 20. Uh, Aaron Francis has not been on the subble, but he's just bad. 189K, break-even 30, scored 40 on the weekend. And for sake of completion, Ollie Lord, defense forward, tall. I think he's a key position player, isn't he? Ray Kevin negative seventeen so. scored thirty five on the weekend. Oh, another subble. I think this is a subble. Will Kelly is on the bubble, twenty four on the weekend. He's he's been Nathan sub, Kruger is on the bubble, having averaged, uh scored a total of seventeen points in his two games.
0: Yeah, Nathan Kruger was injured on the weekend. He uh, got that would explain. Ribs. And Will Will Kelly came on, so together the two of them scored thirty two points from their game of
1: football. And um, that is all of the players on the bubble for the sake of completion.
0: For the sake of completion. We love completion. Few players kind of floating around. Josh Weddle played his first game on the weekend as did Max Ramsden. Um, not a lot else floating around on the old the the old prospect, which is a little bit worrying, a little bit concerning. Um unless you consider Rory Atkins, who scored, 100, scored 89 on the weekend at 203K. I'm going to stop mid. you there.
1: I don't. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you. Like, but that caused me physical pain to say.
1: Let's quickly just mention a few... Uh... A few upgrade targets. I want to end the pod, but let's just mention a couple. Jack Steele, I'm a wait another week on. I know he's a popular trade-in this week after scoring 126, break-even 126. Just want to see one more week of him. James Sisley scored 128. He's at the bottom of his price, 542K. He's a prime trade-in target. Have you got any other names in front of you?
0: Uh, Noah Anderson at 556K, averaging 114 from his last Uh, Last three, I know I spoke a little bit about Matt Rowell last week who scored 108, Anderson, um, as you you alluded to, probably the bigger beneficiary out of the uh, Took Miller um, departure. Will Powell keeps scoring points. I flagged him after his first couple of games as did Lockie Weller. Um, Both of them are are just careening through the back line, scoring points at Will, um, who both interest me. Um, But James Sicily at 542k, very, very cheap down back. Who uh, for for what he can produce is certainly.
1: When are we does. going to admit that Luke Ryan's the best player we've ever seen?
0: Oh, I've known this for ages. I I legally cannot trade him in. It's like the Danny Rich thing, where he's my favourite yeah. defender to have ever played the game, but I can't trade him in because I'll break him, and I also can't talk about him or recommend him because I'll break him. Like, I, I mean, I know he plays the best possible supercoach role, and that he's an intercepting. Defender and he takes millions of kickouts and Frio are getting lots of kicks, uh, points kicked against them, and I know all the signs are there, but I cannot legally endorse him. Hypothetically, if I could, I would, but I cannot.
1: Fair enough. Godarini scored one hundred and one in the absence of uh, Matt Row. Toby Green, since I recommended of Matt him... Row, what? Uh, sorry, since the absence of uh, Tuk Miller. Toby Green continues being good, another 114 on the weekend. But the names that really excite me, Patch, and these are the last two names I'll leave you with. One is a popular section that I don't have, it's Errol Golden. He's in 40% of the team, so most of you out there probably already have him. But Max Gorn, Patch, who I did start in my team in a drunken stupor, is now $501,000, There's a break even of 108. Yes, he only scored 80 on the weekend, but. Gee whiz, we know what he can do.
0: Yep, yes we do, and uh, yeah, it's hard. In the you know, do we you know do we trade him in before we expect him to get DPP and then swing him forward, or do you do you wait until he gets it and then trade him in as a forward? It depends on who you're trading out, really, because if you're trading out, like you're not trading Brody Grundy to him, I, I don't I don't know where you fit him in.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know the answer to that question. Either. Yeah. I just he's just he's 500k and his name's yeah, Max
0: Gorn he's, he's very cheap um I'm very I'm not going to do it and cannot recommend anyone else do it but I just want to say it in case he gets very good and I get to t- say I told you so um Jeremy Finlayson I said in the group chat and got immediately and rightly flamed um but 134 <clears throat> 54 125 and 101 in his last four games Full games with Lyset out. I'm really intrigued in that he'll need to support Teekle a bit more. Being a young ruckman, uh, and when he's in the ruck, we saw at the back end of last year he's really good at scoring super catch points. And I'm not, I'm not going there. I refuse. I can't do it. But forward ruck could solve some issues for people if they want. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe it's, maybe it's possibly something you could, maybe possibly don't do it. But
1: I don't know. Maybe <laughs> unless that's all this podcast is. We just want to list players that we think are going to be good but aren't willing to trade in.
0: Yeah, exactly. Players that I might potentially target in a draft league, but I would not for any uh, any money trade in um, in the real deal. Speaking of players, I would never trade in the real deal because oh oh dear, it's scary. Um, and I never thought I'd be saying about this about this player. Andrew Brayshaw scored ninety eight on the weekend and is lack dog. He's
1: five hundred nine k. I just haven't seen it from him, though. That's the issue. It's like, what's his break-even?
0: His break-even is 104, which he has only scored above twice this year.
1: Yeah. I'm happy to watch another week. If he comes out and scores 200, serves me right.
0: Yeah. Plays Hawthorne this week, so maybe he could, although Hawthorne have been doing surprisingly well against midfielders. They haven't quite been beaten up as much as I suspected they would um, but I'm now getting to, to silly silly territory on the scrolling yes. down the list of players' icons if they're the, they're the players I'm bringing up.
1: And that generally is the sign that we need to end things, end the podcast. Patch, thank you for joining me. I look forward to doing however many more of these we do together. Community, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting footy with you. We'll see you next week. Patch, uh, anything you want to add,
0: my friend? No. I just wanted to thank everyone for sticking along and for listening and for hanging out over the last little while. Um, we will see you in the next couple over the next couple of weeks. Thank you, let Dog, go and go Tomahawk.
1: Blues.